Welcome to Fantasy or Reality, the GPP. Whatever road you took to get here doesn't matter. What matters is you're here. My hope is that we all can help one another in this journey. Welcome back, everybody. It's your buddy Steve here. I know it's been close to four months, and I'm going to give myself a slap on the wrist for that. Bad Steve, bad Steve. But uh, um, I'm, I'm back today, so... I uh, I'm gonna really attempt to do more of these more often. I really enjoy doing this podcast. I really enjoy being here and talking about um, recovery, and it's really helped me over the last two plus years. So I really want to try to rededicate myself now that the summer's winding down to trying to do more of these. So let's see if I can do that. But anyways, before I get into the episode, I just want to let you know everything's still going well. I'm close to two years and four months at this point. Um, bet free, and uh, I'm looking forward to a vacation with my family. My wife and my kids are packing up this morning, and we are going to head out to the lovely state of Maine, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, something that I would really have a hard time enjoying in the past when, uh, you know, when uh, I was stuck in my addictions are stuck in a negative mindset and I'm glad to be free of that and um, really looking forward to it. You know, I have a really great family. I have a really great wife and really great kids and I'm really grateful and thankful for where I'm at in life. You know, just yesterday my wife and I were talking about our finances and some stuff we had done around the house and these are things I had talked about in earlier episodes that I would see around the house seeing these big expenses that would need to get done and how I would, you know, freak out and just think, oh my God, where am I going to get the four, five, ten grand to fix these things? How the hell am I going to do this? You know, uh, how how are we going to do this? But that, that was part of the problem right there. How am I going to do this? And uh, it's, if you're married or you have a partner, it's, you do these things together and you can't always let them rest on your shoulders. It becomes very overwhelming um, and I know as a man, you want to provide and, or if you're a man, whatever, whatever you are, uh, you want to provide for your family and you should, um, but you know, you do these things together and they come in time. Um, it doesn't have to be today. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. And that was always my big thing was like, this stuff's got to get replaced today. This stuff's got to get replaced tomorrow or whatever. And instead of just, you know, doing the smart thing and saving and then paying for it when you have the money to pay for it. And, you know, my wife and I have done two large projects around the house this year. And, uh, you know, we were just talking about it yesterday. We were talking about our finances and I was just thinking like, wow, this is, this is everything I wanted and everything I was aiming for by gambling, by trying to win large sums of money. At least that's, you know, what I would, you know, rationalize in my mind while I was in my addiction. And that was truly what I was wanting to do. But once I got too deep into it, obviously anyone who's been deep into a gambling addiction or any addiction knows that, you know, once it gets away from you, there's, there's no stopping it, you know, unless you have some kind of uh, cataclysmic event or you finally come to some clarity that you want to change something. But when you're deep in it, 
it, it doesn't matter if you've won the money that you needed to fix these things and do these things. You're, you know, most of us go back to losing and gambling and the ups and downs of it. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, you know, we got a, a new fence put in and we got a new driveway put in and, you know, it makes our house look a hundred times better. Everything looks so much nicer, nicer and newer, of course, you know, but it didn't have to be done when I thought it had to be done. You know, it's like, I always, uh, just felt like if my house or if my life or if my appearance or if everything wasn't perfect, that there was something wrong with me, if the, uh, that I was doing something wrong, I was falling short as a husband or falling short as a father. I know I've talked about this stuff before, but, uh, you know, I feel really grateful that my wife and I together are working together, uh, making these decisions together, not on our own. And, um, and we're able to do it financially because, you know, we're being smart with our money. And I have been bet free for over two and a half years. So that's kind of where, that's kind of what I want to uh, talk about a little bit here is, you know, in earlier episodes, I've talked about what's worked for my recovery, my gambling addiction, for, I mean, blah, 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 my addiction from gambling recovery, what's worked for that, right? Um, Early on, I had to do a lot of therapy sessions, a lot of meetings, um, you know, a lot of different avenues, listening to podcasts every day, and um, things are different now that I'm close to two and a half years in. Uh, so I guess I want to talk a little bit about, at least for me, how I stay bet-free, drug-free, alcohol-free long-term. Um I know like at any point anyone can relapse. So, you know, it's always important to keep your bedrocks in place and to keep a healthy, positive mindset as much as you can. Um, so for myself, what, what do I do today? You know, I, I do therapy sessions maybe once every four to six months just to check in with my therapist, just to check in and see you know, if there's anything I need to talk about, you know, recently I went in and had some issues with some family members that I had to hash out and he helped me, um, you know, think about how I was going to have that discussion because initially if I hadn't spoken with him, the conversation was probably going to go in a very angry, negative tone and probably wouldn't have gotten anywhere and he helped me work through how I was going to have those discussions and, uh, you know, just checking in with how I'm doing with everything else. So it's always good to, you know, continue those type of recovery activities. So it's like, I, I used to have to go once a week. Now it's every four to six months, like I said. Um, also, meetings. I used to do meetings at least two, three times a week. And uh, at least for myself, now I do them probably twice a month, maybe three times a month. You know, I'd, I'd like to do them every week if I could, but a lot of times my schedule doesn't dictate that. You know, my wife is busy with uh, school a lot of times, and, you know, my kids are always crazy, but I always make sure I carve out at least two to three weeks uh, out of the month where I can make it onto my meeting. Um, 
because even though, you know, I'm, you know, close to two years and four months at this point, um, I still get a lot of help from checking in with my group members, my Monday group with uh, some of the gentlemen that you've had, uh, you've heard on this podcast before. And um, I'm really grateful for those guys. And, uh, you know, it's like one of the guys had said something the last uh, meeting we had that, you know, made me think about, it kind of made me think about this topic I wanted to talk about here. Um, You know, my friend Rob in the meeting, he, we were talking about, you know, being in the addiction and whatnot. And he had mentioned that, you know, he had just passed, uh, I'm sorry, Rob, I forget. It was like seven or eight years he had just hit. And he was thinking about how, like, sometimes he feels like that's not even himself anymore. He looks back and he's like, I can't even fathom that, that being my life anymore. You know, he's, he gambled for so many years and now he has been bet free for seven, eight years. And he looks back and he's like, how was that even me? Was that even my life? And, uh, that's the stuff we have to look back on and remember, like our lives get good. You know, our lives get better when we stop. And, um, we always have to remember back to our days when we were in it, the pain we caused others, the pain we caused ourselves, not because, you know, we want to make ourselves feel guilty or shameful. It's just, you always need to remember those things just so you don't go back there. It's almost like, you know, yeah, people always say, you know, you touch the hot stove, you don't do it again. Um, you always want to look back and reflect, be grateful for the journey that, uh, you've gone on since the, since the day you stopped. So, um, so yeah, so I, I do my therapy meetings, you know, for every four to six months, I do my meetings every two to three, three, every two to three, uh, two to three times a month. And, um, you know, I found a lot of positive, healthy activities for myself. You know, I, I play my guitar as much as I can. I write songs, I learn songs, I have a great time with that. That's something that makes me feel happy. That's something that makes me feel fulfilled. Um, I go to the gym five days a week, Monday through Friday, before I start work. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I've accomplished something. Um, I can see the change in my body and my physique, and it makes my mental state a lot better. It makes me feel better about myself. It makes me feel better about who I am, to be healthy and strong and fit. Something I was not at all when I was deep in it, you know, I couldn't focus on anything when I was, you know, deep in a gambling addiction or any addiction. Even before I started that, it's just like, I I didn't feel great a lot of the times about who I was. And, um, you know, physical fitness has really helped a lot. It makes me feel better about who I am. You know, the choices I make every day make me feel better about who I am. Um, And I've, you know, really learned to accept myself and not beat myself up if I have a bad day or if I get angry at something maybe I shouldn't or if I overreact to something I shouldn't. Um, I'm not perfect. No one is perfect. You know, it doesn't matter how deep you get into recovery. We're always going to have flaws. We're always going to make mistakes. It doesn't make you a flawed or a bad person. It doesn't make... 
It doesn't uh, make you anything. It just makes you a person. It makes you human. You're going to have bad days. You're going to make mistakes. And you have to give yourself a break. And you have to give the people around you a break. Um, so, I mean, that's those are the things that work for me. Um, I, I try to keep a positive mindset. I always try to keep... Uh, I always want to learn. I always want to keep learning about addiction and recovery. I always want to stay connected with the people I started out with. I always want to stay connected with others in recovery. Um, but I've found a good balance of uh, recovery activities and uh, and my normal everyday life. Well, not that that's not normal everyday life, but it's just, you know, in the beginning I, and you, I, I needed to really delve deep into my recovery and, you know, meetings every, every other day or every few days and therapy all the time and listening to other stories and podcasts and really diving deep into it. And that's what I needed to do. And the more I've learned about myself and the more I've grown, um, the less I've needed to do those things. But just, you know, in the past when I've, you know, gotten, clean off of other things like drugs or alcohol, I would do these activities, I would do these recovery tools, and then slowly it would I would phase it out of my life when I felt like I didn't need it anymore. And uh, that's why I would bounce from one addiction to the other. And um, whether it be, you know, in my younger days, drugs, and then even, even food, like even before my gambling addiction started, I didn't eat well. And then like, basically like sugar and terrible food was pretty much, you know, you could use that as a drug. It's just like you're, that's what makes you feel good eating crap food constantly. Um, and then falling into a gambling addiction because I felt like I had fixed myself and, uh, I have definitely, you know, improved and made myself better, but I always want to keep that mindset where I always want to keep making myself better and keep improving and keep, you know, moving forward and being a better person every day. I mean, shit, there are some days where that is not happening, where I just have a bad day at work or a bad day at home or, but, you know, I don't get down on myself when those days happen. When I have something that I mess up, you know, say I have a, a day where I screw something up at work. I, I used to beat myself up over that. Ah, you're a crappy driver. How the hell can you make that mistake? Yada, yada, yada. Or at home, you know, I overreact to something. I, uh, man, you're a shit husband or you're a shit father. No, you just, you, you, you're human. You had a bad day. Don't, don't let that bring that negative mindset back on where you are now beating yourself up again and you start that cycle over all over again. You know, that's what I would do for myself. I would, these negative things would happen and I would let that completely take over my mind. And uh, that's not where I want to be. That's not a good place to be. And, um, you know, I, I'm aware of that. And I even told my wife, I was like, you know, I know you never know what can happen in five, 10, 15 years, but if you ever see me stop going to the gym, if you ever see me stop doing my meetings, if you see me stop doing this podcast, if you see me stop working out, if you see me stop playing my guitar, that's when you know something is wrong because 
I've stopped doing the things that have worked for me. I've stopped doing the things that make me happy. And that would be an indication of what is, or that something is negatively affecting my mindset and I've gotten stuck in that and I can't get out of it. Um, for me, that's, that's what it would be. That's what to look out for, at least for myself. I know that, and I've made that very clear to her. Um, so just kind of be aware of those things in your own life. Look at the things that you love to do, the things that make you feel happy, that makes that makes you that brings you joy, and communicate that to your partner. Say, hey, you know, if if you ever see me stop hiking, if you ever see me stop, uh, whatever it is, I, you know, whatever it is that makes you tick, that makes you happy, that makes you la di da 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 prance around the freaking parking lot i don't know what it is for you um but whatever that is um you know communicate that to the people around you if you don't have a husband or a wife or a partner communicate that to your family members to your friends um and be as honest as you can with yourself you know you don't want to go down that road again it's not worth it the pain of digging into your past and into what makes you tick and why we did what we did um, is far less than the pain it would cause if if we went back into our addictions. For me, like the pain that it took to go through learning about what caused my addiction and why I did what I did and why I became who I was, I would do that 10 times over as opposed to ever going back into my addiction and causing the pain to my wife, to my children to my family, my friends, and to myself. I would never want to go through that again, and I will do everything I can to make sure that never happens again. Um, so, yeah, that's what works for me. That doesn't mean that's what's going to work for you, but, I mean, I found that for long-term recovery, I have to keep a positive mindset, make sure I give myself a break, when I have bad days, keep that positive mindset, keep learning about myself, keep wanting to better myself, whether it's through physical fitness or learning about recovery or doing everything I can to be a more involved husband and a more involved father, um, doing the things that make me happy, you know, carving a little bit of time out for yourself, um, trying to maintain good relationships with friends and family, um, continuing to do the things that worked for you early on, but learning how to balance those things in your everyday life. Because I also at this point couldn't see how it would be beneficial to be doing meetings every day, at least for me. That's, that is just for me. Just because someone does meetings every day two, three years in does not mean that that is wrong for them. But for myself, I needed to find a balance of my recovery life and my family life, my work life. And that's what's worked for me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I have some other ideas for podcasts for the future. Uh, I hope this uh, came out clear in some way. I hope uh, I wasn't just jumbling around in my thoughts. I know sometimes I can do that. I know it's been a little bit. I apologize for that. I really am going to try to dedicate myself to doing at least one or two of these a month. Um, I appreciate the people that have still listened. It's been four months since I've done a podcast, and I still see that there are people that come and listen, and I appreciate you coming in. And 
I hope to, uh, you know, speak to you more often. Um, if anyone is looking to tell their story, if they want to be heard, if you want to talk about what works for you in your gambling addiction recovery, um, please email me at fantasyoreality at yahoo.com. I'd be happy to have you come on, tell your story, let us know who you are. Let me know who's listening. I'd love to hear from you guys um, and gals and whoever else is out there. Um, But uh, yeah, I hope you all have a wonderful end of your summer. Unless you're listening to this in the future and it's winter time and then I'm sorry that there's snow on the ground and I'm rubbing it in and I'm going to Maine in the summer. I apologize for that. But uh, yeah, you all have a wonderful day. Be good to yourselves and each other. Bye. For those seeking out help, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-888-532-3500. For those looking for help for your family members or affected others, you can call Gaminon at 718-352-1671. And if you're in New York State, you can call the New York Council on Problem Gambling at 833 437 3864